Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the Glory Podcast, Hunter Garfield here with Austin Rose. Go Big Red. Nebraska basketball style. Knocking down the Creighton Blue Jays. Unbelievable. No kidding. It was a, I mean, it was a tip off to finish kind of win. Like it didn't, I mean, Creighton's largest lead was four points, but we beat Creighton and we beat Iowa all within the last couple weeks. What is going on in the world? Heck, Trev Albert's feeling probably pretty good. He is going to snooze well tonight. And, I just turned the TV on. They're replaying our game here at 7.30 on FS2 now. And all of the stats are up. They show at the beginning of how Creighton has just dominated Nebraska. And some of those stats, Creighton won 10 of the last 11. Nine of those have been by 10 or more. Um, The last time Nebraska beat Creighton in Omaha was 1995 in the regular season. They did beat him in the NIT in 2004 up in Omaha. Uh, McDermott, 16-4 and four against Nebraska teams. It, Creighton has just dominated it. And of all years that we get this done, it's the year that Creighton is a preseason top 10 team. Some people have him as a one or two seed in the preseason tournament brackets. And us, on the other hand, we were shooting for 10 wins this year. And – out of all years, I think we're getting ten year. years. Yeah. I think we're getting, I think we're getting ten wins this year. I will say I'm disappointed. I didn't go to the game. I almost bought tickets, but it came down to one of Maddie's favorite movies playing at the theater the holiday. For those of you who aren't familiar with it, or a basketball game, and it's like, eh, we can't really do both. Well, the woman know, always wins. Well, it was a choice, but you know, I was like, Nebraska's probably going to lose by twenty. We either win by twenty or lose by twenty. As a top ten team, I was like, eh, we're going to lose by twenty. Get back, watch almost the whole game. You know, it's like, well, we could have gone, but I yeah, wanted to go, and I, I kind of thought about, I had it marked on my calendar to go, and then we started off, you know, the way we started off, and then the last couple of weeks, we, I'm like, maybe we're okay, maybe. Now, Florida State and Boston College, I don't think are very good, but what, what, what's interesting is what this game means, I guess, for Hoiberg. And I guess the rest of this year first, and then Hoiberg's tenure and career in Nebraska. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that, just the impact a game like this has. I mean, I 
I don't want to say it's honestly spot him another year, but it and it 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 was a huge win. Obviously, we ended last year. We beat two top twenty-five teams uh, at the end of the year. I don't remember. It was Wisconsin and someone else. I don't remember who the other team was. Indiana Rutgers, something like that. Um, but to do it non-conference early in the season and the way we did it, it was defensive. It wasn't an offensive performance, which is what Hoiberg's done. And he's like, hey. What I'm going to do this year is I'm going to go out. I'm going to get a new defensive coach. I'm going to get players who are long and can defend. We're not going to do what I normally do, and we're going to win differently this year. And sure as shit, locks up one of the best, you know, one of the better offenses tech supposedly in the nation and the whole country. Yeah, yeah. We're now six and three, uh, heading into a couple of Big Ten games here, which are also going to be very tough. I. I'm with you. So here, and when people kind of ask and I talk about Nebraska basketball and what's going on, right? And this is kind of, we've picked up steam here. But the question is, okay, Hoiberg is obviously a well-known face in the coaching world, a bigger name coach. And it's like, well, you know, the question that we had for the football program, same with basketball. If we don't get Hoiberg, well, then who else? And the thought process to me behind that is once you lose steam and momentum or, I mean, for recruiting, for developmental purposes, just, again, playing hard for the coach, once that goes away, doesn't matter who you are, it's hard to stay. And that's where I felt, and I think you felt, and a lot of fans felt it kind of was going with Hoiberg this year. You know, you look at Pinnacle Bank Arena for some of those early games, it, it was pretty scarce. Mm-hmm. And while I don't know that a win like this guarantees him, like you said, another year or whatever, but I do think it has potential to be a spark that yes. ignites that excitement again with Nebraska basketball. I know it's done it for me. Yep. Uh, and I, I don't want to say, like, you know, I'm not saying he's guaranteed another year, but obviously it gives you a little bit more, like, okay, like that was a top 10 team. That was a good team. And you're talking about the excitement just, you know, it might not bring a ton more because, like, honestly, conference games do do pretty well as far as filling out the arena. Obviously, the earlier games are the ones where it's, you know, I don't want to watch us beat Bedlam by 40 points, which we never do. So it's always sad. Um, but, you know, like student section wise, it's going to get a, like the home crowd is just going to be a little bit better, which is going to give us a little more advantage, which hopefully can roll into some other things. But, yeah, you're right. Um, this team needed Derek Walker. I think we can easily say like he is the key him and sam grease all together is what's what we've been missing we had Derek walker who was the the five who could kind of pass it out we haven't we were not a good three-point shooter through shooting team we only took 12 this whole game hey we don't defend the three well they got a lot of open so did creighton but creighton took 40 of them yep and creighton's you, they honestly probably hit more rate on a nor- another night. You know, they're not going to hit 25 because a lot of those were open looks that were missed. Um, but a lot weren't, too. And they had to work for them. So I don't know if this just, you know, it shows the team like, hey, if you guys buy in defensively, you're long. Our point guard's long. Like, he can lock up point guards, and our, our five is athletic and can play guards. I am so torn on – well, I'll start with the negative – not really negative, but just confusion on Sam Greasel because he, t- I mean, he took over 
yes. the last minutes of that game. Passing the ball. Creighton could not defend the, the right side of the paint. Like it was like, all right, if you get to the right, you're in. And and Greasel is again, he's <laughs> he's strong. He's very physical. I think he's a very smart player, but he's not the flashy, quick, athletic type point guard. And we've seen the pros of it and how it can really benefit us. And we've also seen the negatives and the cons of it in a couple of games before, you know, when it it was, it just doesn't look good with some of the stuff that he's trying to do. So this game, obviously you're coming off of it. He took over that game. He had double, double with rebounds. He was doing it all. I mean, controlling the game. So I'm still very torn with him because it's like, I, I said at the beginning of the year, you know, if we're going to be remotely respectable in the Big Ten, it's going to have to come from him. But then I've also seen, like, man, maybe that take is just such a bad take and not even close to right. But then you watch this game, you're like, okay, well, that's true. So word's still out for me on Greasel. Yeah, I I don't disagree. I think seeing him playing, get a little more used to playing with Walker has made me feel a lot better about him with Walker because now he doesn't have to be the playmaker, because I don't think he's as good of a playmaker as we thought he was going to be. Um, he's a, he doesn't he's not a ball stopper, but he does tend to dribble longer than I would like a point guard to, personally. Um, but I'll, I want to jump to Walker now, because he's since he has come back in that holiday tournament and in the past few games, we have looked like a very new team. And mm-hmm. I... I I don't, we don't have a playmaker that it, in my mind, what a definition of a playmaker is. We don't have one on this year's team. Walker is a very a- efficient player and yes. he's not, he's not a guy that's going to score off of creating his own shots, but he's very efficient when he gets put in the position to make a play. And he doesn't I, take dumb shots. Correct. I mean, he shoots, you look at his field goal percentage from last year and then starting this year, it, it shows what he what he adds value and and I think again I don't want to call it mucking it up but the style that we are preaching and playing this year fits to the team and the personnel that we have to the best it can. Now, is like does that mean that we still might get beat and blown out in some games? I think so because we don't we have we're lacking a true like playmaking. I, I think Wilcher wants to be that guy, but he's just not built for that. I think nope. Bandamel and Gary have some of that in them, but they're just still very, I don't use the word raw, but like band, I'll, I'll give this Gary's a, a playmaker on the boards on the, on the offensive and defensive glass. Um, but I don't know that we don't have like a playmaking score. So it, it is, it, it was very appreciative uh, or you watch that game and you're you're very happy and pleased with what Hoiberg is doing with the team that he has. And with Walker coming back, it just took took it to another level and got us a win tonight. Yeah, we looked good. It is worth it is interesting to point out we only played eight players and Greasel played 39 minutes. So well, and those five, you look at the minute distribution, those starting five, the ones we talked about, played I mean, outside of Walker, our 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 five position because Creighton is a little bit bigger, so Walker is a little bit undersized. So there was some sort of, um, you know, matching up going there that they had to move around with Breidenbach and Blaze. 
but and those two are I mean Blaze is the definition of a raw post. Yes. Uh Breidenbach, I I still don't like him. And Case, you know, when he comes in, he's an instant offensive threat on the court. So you hope we, not we'll, today. Well, you... yes, but he he well, I say that you don't have to score to be a threat. Correct, but so he when he's on the court, there's eyes and attention drawn to him, which adds value. Now, because because it his, takes away value on the defensive because side, because of his lack of what he can do on defense, it hurts him to play. I mean, he, that's why he can't play 30 minutes in a, in a game like this because yep. he's going to get exploited on one end. But he does add value on the offensive end because he's an instant threat to score. Yep. No, oh, great win for Nebraska. Good, like. I can't believe we did it. We got – I was telling Maddie, because obviously she was cheering for Creighton, um, uh, you know, against my wishes. But, you know, we were up two at the end of the half, I believe, something like that. Um, and I was like, yeah, well, we're not really a two-half team, so. Right, we were waiting for that five- to six-minute drought where Creighton goes on an 11-0 run. Yep. There's the game. <laughs> but we went on that 10-0 run before they went on their – you know, whatever 8-0 run or what, I don't remember what it was to pull it a little bit tight. And then we just pulled away uh, a great full game defensively and offensively. We were pretty efficient for the most part. We didn't take dumb shots. What I liked at the end of the game last six, seven minutes, because still until it got under that four minute timeout, I was still just waiting yep. for that run to come. And once we got under that four minute timeout, I'm like, okay, like we literally just have to, secure the ball, make free throws, and get a couple of stops, and we're done. And that's what ended up happening. But he just never felt comfortable kind of until that moment. Well, I mean, even under two minutes, like Creighton was like – their press was like clamping down. It was like, oh, like we're struggling to get this ball inbounds. What was neat is we were were responding. Now, our defense got very laxed, which that's not uncommon to see from any team – I still don't understand that in any sport, why that happens, but we started giving up more open layups and just yep. quick point by them. But what was neat is that we came down and responded to that off out of their press. They switched to zone, the one, three, one zone. And we took 20 seconds off the clock and got a layup off. I mean, we were just, we, we punched right back and I don't know. It was fun to watch. It was exciting. It was good. We, yeah, it, you're right. It was. And the ladies beat number 20 Maryland yesterday by whatever it was, 23 points, something like that. So it was a good, good day for basketball. It was it surprisingly, like I said, I, <laughs> we're fun to watch out like of, out of any year that we beat Creighton. And then on top of that, not only do we beat Creighton, but Creighton obviously is number seven in the country and they've played with the best of the best. I mean, in the country. I think they lost to Texas by two the other night. They lost to Arizona by two. They they are a top 10 team, and I had to look this up. When was the last time we beat a team ranked seven or higher? Oh, gosh. It wasn't. What was Wisconsin ranked when we beat them? Not that high. Back in 1997. Wow. The last time we had a, a win against a team ranked this high. And that 
again out of any year coming into on the, the I mean it was in Omaha, but it was on the road. That was a blue, and a road. blue arena. It was not there was not a lot of red there. I, I was just amazed. I'm like, wow. And and I yet, think is is it is it did we win did we win that game or did Creighton lose it? I, I think I think we won that game. I think we won the game. I mean, Creighton yeah. didn't Creighton didn't shoot well, like you said before, but it the strategy and the, the tempo at which the game was the entire game was right where we wanted it. I yeah. mean perfectly right where we wanted it. And, and it most of like, their shots were not easy. No. Like they they did miss some open threes. I will give them that, but that might have been by design. It's like, all right, let them shoot. Like I don't oh. know. I think we're gonna get to ten wins. You bought your tickets yet for the <laughs> first round of the NCAA tournament? I don't know where it's at. Is it in KC this year? I don't know where where there's any. I have no idea. I've not looked <laughs> into it. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Wait till we start. What? Wait till we get blown out by twenty. By uh, who we're playing? Is it Indiana, Illinois, Indiana? I don't remember who we're playing. I think Indiana. Yeah, I've been pretty much sure. Taking it one game at a time. I just yep. knew we played Creighton and we won. We played Creighton and then we followed up with two other top ten opponents. Right. So here we go. So you mentioned Husker or Husker women's basketball with a good win, and then another thing to talk about here is Husker volleyball, who has advanced and moved on in their last home game, last time playing in Lincoln. Um, beating Delaware State and the KU Jayhawks. Um, Kansas gave us a little scare, just a little bit of, hey, look out mm-hmm. here, but took care of business, got those two done, moving on to the Sweet 16 here, and I believe, I'm not even sure when that game is, to be honest. Do you know? Is it? It's Thursday at 10. Okay. Um. Yeah, we looked. We looked pretty good the first two games, first two rounds. You know, that's usually to be expected. Volleyballs aren't a ton of upsets. I mean, even just looking at the bracket outside of Creighton, who did get knocked out first round, which was a big upset by Auburn. Um, you know, it's there. I think all, all the one, four, and three twos advanced except for Creighton is the one, four that didn't advance. So, not surprising. We're getting a little bit healthier. Knuckles is still out, I believe, for the rest of the year, I think. Um, I don't think there's a chance she comes back in the tournament, but what about Haynes? She played, I believe. Or is there is a she will be playing. So I think so, yes. Um, yeah, like sweet sixteen. Let's not, you know, don't take it for granted. It's not guaranteed, but if we win, we'll place Louisville, which is the number one team in the nation, question mark? They were at one point. They were. They're up there. Obviously, Danny Busboom Kelly. Yep. Them and, and the, her playing for Nebraska, obviously, and the ties she has to the state. That, that Hopefully, we can see that matchup. I think that would be fun. Uh, yeah, it's fun to follow, follow the volleyball team and, and um, watch them have success. They, again, year after year, we've had the top recruiting class but we still can't get past Wisconsin. Take that for what it's worth. But we are there again, competing for a national title um, every year. So I think that's very important to sustain and keep it there as long as we can. And and there's no signs showing that it's not. Yeah, I agree. John Cook's got him playing well. And usually we, you know, I wouldn't say we falter late, but 
you know, Cook always kind of has it in his mind that I want us to be playing the best when we go into a tournament. We had some really tough opponents at the end of the year. I mean, Minnesota and Wisconsin were not easy games to end the season on by any means, especially when we're adjusting to Knuckles being injured and Haynes was kind of hurt and someone else was hurt. So tough to read into it too much. But, yeah, it's exciting stuff. Hopefully they make it to Omaha. I hope so. Fill that place up with the red this time. No kidding. All right. Next topic of discussion here is the college football playoff. And I, for, first of all, I forget that they do it at like 11 a.m. On <laughs> I, Sunday? I, I totally forget that until I got the notification on my phone, like, you know, at 1055 saying, here's the show. I'm like, oh, God, I got to tune in. And this weekend, there were some upsets. Shout out to K-State, EMA, Big 12 champs. Hey, you Clayton said it at the beginning of the year. You did it. Good bet. Did it. Now, did you know? pan out and play like <laughs> we thought right. with Adrian, but, you know, apparently it sounds like there's a chance he could play in the bowl game, which we'll get to this, but they play Alabama. So I'm kind of excited for it um, and how that will go. But – so K State beats TCU. In a, I mean, Max Duggan laid it out. Like he I, did. I was cheering for K State the whole game until like it was like, oh my gosh, like you, I just want them to win just for his sake. He he freaking went hard. It was a very fun. I mean, as far as seeing guys, like you said, lay it all out, give full effort. Until left. Until TCU does the like, just whatever. They had two bad play calls to end it. Like, come on, guys. All right, in the goal line. Yeah. One okay, one bad play call. I'll give him the first one, but you can't just line up and run it again. Yeah, so they lose. Utah beats USC for the second time this year. And then we're in a situation where there's some teams mixed up here at the top and going into today, I guess to finish it out, Georgia took care of business in the SEC title game. Michigan took care of business against Purdue, although it was a little scary early on, mm-hmm. but took care of business in the end. So Georgia, Michigan, one, two, lock, lock, good. So then the conversation was all about three, four, five. And those three teams being Ohio State, Alabama, and TCU, based on, again, all the different criteria and the numbers and the strength of schedule and the eye test and all this different stuff they look at. and the results were released this morning. Three TCU, four Ohio State, five Alabama. I have some thoughts on this. Okay. So, first question or first thought as I was thinking about who deserves to be in. And, again, play out scenarios, play out. Every coach had their argument, you know, on why they think they should be in. Um, and – what what I tried to think, what what is the purpose of the playoff? And we only have to ask this question for one more year after this year because it's moving to 12. Now we'll probably have the same question on 12, 11, 12, 13, 14. But what's the goal of the college football playoff? It's for the best teams to play. Okay. And I that that 
I had to keep reminding myself that you want the best teams in the playoff for a chance to win. And when I did that, I strictly throw out records, throw out who they played. I mean, you know, you know who they played, who they lost to all this different stuff. You know that, but I strictly just thought the best teams in the playoff and I was kind of trying to look at it from the two teams that were in Georgia and Michigan. So, and this is where people may differ, but I, I kind of want to call out their bullshit if they answer a certain way and I'll see what, what your answer is. But if you're Georgia, all right, you're the number one seed rank out of those three teams that were in the conversation on who you would, would want to play first, who you'd want to play second, who you out of those three would not want to see. Oh, wow. I think I'd want to play. I think I'd want to play Ohio State first, to be honest. It, it's tough because a lot of time I watched them, Ohio State did not look good. Okay, so Ohio State's one. Who would you want to play second? Probably, probably TCU, to be honest. And the team that you wouldn't want to play is Michigan out of those three. No, Alabama's the third one. Oh, Alabama. Not Michigan. I, I said Georgia and Michigan are in. Oh, oh, oh I see. What so you're I'm saying. talking about the decision of putting who at three and four. Oh. Uh, um, yeah, it would probably be Alabama. Who you'd want to play first? Who you wouldn't want to play. Okay. And I guess you could say the same for Michigan, too. That was kind of how I thought through it because I'm in the same boat. Like, call it what you want, but out of those three teams, I would not want to face Alabama. So just by that logic alone, and then you want to say put the best teams in? But the tough part is with this argument is you don't want to play Alabama because historically they've always been really good. They have the best talent. But you have to look at the that how they performed this year to be well, like – Kind of, kind of. I'm taking – I'm throwing all of that out. I'm just saying this year, right now, Georgia, who do you not want to face out of those three teams? That you, you take Whatever you want to look at. Because, Ohio State and Alabama. Because it's some, not, it, it, some, some, it. some people – want to look at, again, recency bias. They want to look at the last, whatever, three or four weeks. Some want to look at recency bias in the last two months. Some want to look at the whole season as a whole. I'm actually taking it just in general speaking. I don't care about time periods. I don't care. I don't care about records. Just strictly Georgia, who do you not want to play? And, again, whatever that answer is, that should be the number three team because that ultimately is who the best team is in Georgia's mind and Michigan's mind. I'm assuming it's the same answer. And I, I understand. I, I'm not arguing and saying that Alabama should have been the number three seed, but it's hard because there's so many metrics and you say, well, they lost to so-and-so. Oh, this is what happened in this game. Oh, we'll look at all these close wins, valuable wins, bad losses. I, all that stuff, you can make an argument for or against all of that. But if truly what we're talking about is the best team, best four teams, regardless of what has happened this year, Pat, I don't care. Alabama, to me, and that was kind of Saban's argument a little bit. He said, 
who if if you had to put lines out, who's going to be favored to win these games? And you look at Vegas, I guarantee you, and you look at you look at that Michigan TCU spread, it's nine and a half. You think if Michigan played Alabama the first round, that spread's going to be nine and a half? No. And I know it's not all about Vegas and the money and whatever, but to me, that tells you Alabama's a better football team. Well, Alabama, there is an Alabama bias, though. Correct. Correct. If you look at their performance this year, they it's they whooped up on no name teams, and then they either scooted by by a score against some name teams, or they lost. And again, I, I'm not I'm not looking at this year at all. I I'm saying going into this game, who do you not want to play? And right. that's my answer. That that that, and I think if you don't, and like I said, call, call bullshit on this, but I think if you asked any of those. T- players teams coaches whatever in most of the national media you they would say that Alabama is a team that nobody wants to face for whatever reason that may be and yeah you can look at their strength of schedule and who they, I it, you can make an argument for or against all of that but it that that was what I guess everybody didn't want Alabama in this year everybody that you talked to is like oh yeah, SEC they're gonna put Alabama in they're gonna put Alabama in and I almost feel like a little bit this year is like, all right, this is what everybody wants. So here we go. And that's fine. I no, I think, I think before, I think it's totally justifiable because you have I, to, look I think it is here. I, I think it's, I think it is, but I think it the, the true meaning of what the playoff is supposed to do it. Like we said, the very top is get the, the best, best four teams this year, this year though. And I don't think Alabama is one of the best four teams this year. Cause you have to prove it throughout the year to, you have to prove it. And they didn't prove it this year. I don't think they did. But but then, then that doesn't back up though that you don't want to play them. Well, I don't think Georgia matches up well with Alabama. I don't either. I that that that's to me. I I still like if I was any college football team, one of the teams I wouldn't want to. And it it is it does come down to their history and all that. But give me TCU in a freaking heartbeat. I'd play them in a heartbeat over any of these teams. Nothing against TCU. I I loved what they how they fought, but. They've won a lot of close games. Yep, and, and their I, defense is pretty weak. Yes, and the Big the Big 12, yeah, is one of the better conferences this, this year. But we made this point weeks ago. Pac-12, supposedly. It, the, the Big 12, yeah, the Big 12, what they normally do is beat everybody up, and they didn't do that this year. So it made them look, quote, unquote, better. Whereas the Big 10 kind of beat everybody up this year. So yep. it, the conference is kind of flipped. Er, I mean, early on in the year, that was the – perception so again not i'm not saying the committee got it wrong i i think it's justifiable any way you look at it and i think it's very justifiable this way the one loss tcu team should not be punished for getting in a conference championship obviously if you go undefeated you need to be in i get yep. that but what's funny is even if they would have been 13 and 0 what's funny is i still think i would have rather played tcu than a two loss alabama team I, I that's just me and I, I think there's probably a lot of coaches that think that way too I don't know it's just odd to me that's the bias or whatever you want to well, call I it mean, there's a bias and then you although Alabama hasn't put it together this year you know you give them an extra four weeks to game plan for someone and they do have you know they have like the number one number two recruiting class every year so they have the talent it's not right you know. and that and that is what this new 12 team playoff is going to open the door for obviously is a team like Alabama who uh, Alabama has a right to say they could, they could win it. They very well could. And 
it could have been Ohio State if um, USC would have won. Ohio State could have made that argument. Yeah, we got beat by Michigan, but you know what? Give us another shot, and we we can go win three games back to back to back. And that's what this new 12-team playoff is going to do. And, yeah, there's going to be debate on those 10 to 15 teams on who should be and who shouldn't. But I think what's nice about it is I don't think that decision is ultimately going to matter who wins the national title. Whereas this year, again, I I think that you could argue – I would even maybe go back to Tennessee too and say there's a couple more teams here that – Depending on the day and the matchup and the conditions and the injury health status, they could win it. They're good enough to win. They have the recruits, the talent, and they could do it. You could say that about pretty much anyone in the top 10. You know, maybe Tennessee without Henderson Hooker, you might move off. And Clemson, probably not. I don't know why they're so high. But, yeah, you know, Utah looked really good against USC. USC looked good all year except for everyone against Utah, which and K-State looked really good. I mean, yeah, I mean, you have a K-State team now that, again, you look at their losses, they they had a couple of calls. They had one real stinker, yeah. But it, they they still beat TCU, I mean, on a neutral site in a game that meant everything, you know. it. So, I don't know. I think this 12-team playoff is going to be really, really good. I really do. Um, I think it's the right amount of teams because you're still rewarding the top four for what they should be rewarding for. Yep. But you're, you not, like you're also season. giving you're you're giving you're giving other teams a chance, like uh, to say, you know what? Yeah, maybe you slept on us in the top four, but now we can go prove ourselves if if it, if it really means if we're really that good. So I don't know. I want to talk about that briefly because I'm with you. I don't think the committee got it wrong and it's justifiable. But the meaning in in my mind of a team like Alabama that nobody wants to play and everybody just kind of takes a deep breath now, like. Phew, Alabama's not there. They're not, they don't have a chance to win it this year. Thank God. But I think that's important that they didn't because the regular season has to matter. You can't just be like, right. oh, this has, they have the better coach and the better players. It doesn't matter what their record, you know, if they were eight and three, I would, you'd still probably feel that way, even if they were eight and three. Yes. Seven and five, honestly, the odds would still be pretty heavily, you know, like, well, Alabama's only a two and a half point underdog on the road, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally agree with that. So, think that's all I wanted to get out about the playoff. That That's just what my thoughts have been going through over the past 24 hours there. And, yeah, I haven't looked at the bowl games yet, but they've all been selected and chosen. I just know K-State's playing Alabama, yeah. and I'm excited um, for that. Almost part of me wants to go to it, but. <laughs> that'll be an interesting, you know, that's that'll be that, you know, you know, whatever. If Alabama's playing hurt or, you know, upset, playing angry. But at the same time, some of those a team like that also will be like, you know what, screw this. Like, we didn't get in. A bunch of their guys going to the NFL. We're gonna sit out. Could be. Just the thing about Adrian's standpoint, where he was one year ago, and now he gets to play Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, Sugar Bowl. (laughs) Disappointed that he got hurt, but Will Powers looked good. I mean, Will Powers. What is what did I say? Will Powers? Yeah. Not Will Powers. Their quarterback looked good. Yes, he is. He is um, has done well. I mean, I, I think that from some of the K State fans that I've talked to, they said that he had a better off season um, than what he showed last year and the year before. Like he. 
Will Howard is very, I don't know, he's very up and down, I think, in previous years, but he got a lot better and that it wasn't just going to be Adrian's job. And I think, obviously, when Adrian got hurt, it gave him the opportunity and he's looked good. Yep, I agree. It also helps when you got an offensive line. And a running back that can and freaking old get. Dudes. And you know what? As I watched that game this weekend, that other running back's a pretty damn good compliment to Deuce, too. Mm-hmm. They're very different, and they, they can kind of use Deuce. I mean, they're actually using Deuce like the 49ers are using McCaffrey now a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of moving them around. Yeah, he ran out, he ran out quite a bit for mm-hmm. like, passes. I really think, yeah, TCU just would – Really dumb sec fourth fourth and goal play call. <laughs> and a bad spot. I thought that was a bad spot for the ball, but you know, whatever. Yeah, that 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 you obviously saw all the <laughs> the spot and the video and the pictures of the two different plays, I guess, that Kate that TCU could have been in or should have been in. Mm-hmm. That spot, whatever. So we made it a whole podcast, Austin, without mentioning anything about Husker football. You're right. Uh not Husker football related, but Mickey Joseph police report came out. Not good. Not good at all. If you haven't read it, you know, go look for it. But definitely there were a bunch of crazy rumors going around. Nope. Police report says otherwise. So so I still we don't have the time on this episode here to talk about it, but I still have <laughs> the rumor or theories as a counter to the police report. Um to talk about, I guess, and bring up on something that I heard again. Which it could be true, but what the actual actions that occurred still happened. Correct. Because of why the actions happened could very well be true, which we'll get to it on Wednesday, which also hopefully we'll have more coaching coordinator discussion. Hopefully we have a DC by then. Rumor is we might have an O-line coach by then. But what actually happened is not good, and Mickey's never coaching for Nebraska again. And it'll probably be tough for him to coach. He'll probably get a spot somewhere if he wants it. But he's not going to get paid what he would have got paid. Nope. And I texted you earlier in the week. I got, I've got i formulated some more thoughts on rule. Um, they're just thoughts. They're not, they're not criticisms. They're not, but they're just thoughts. Get to it. So I'm eager for Wednesday. That they've, they've come, just kind of come full circle. And where we're at, and they a lot of it has to deal with. I tech what I text you this too, and we'll get out this is just letting the guy work and do his job. Yep, I'll leave it at that. I think there's just a lot going on right now, and I don't it gives it makes me cringe a little bit on where where we're starting here in the rural era. So, all Teaser right, Wednesday, Wednesday, we'll talk about that. We back then. Go Huskers. Great winning. GBR. GBR.